Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Veiled Moon Podcast. My name is Bobby. I'm your host. And first off, I just want to apologize because I'm nervous as hell and I'm chewing gum. I know I sound super ratchet. This is my very first podcast. I've never done it before, but I felt the need to do this. Um, And if I didn't say it before, because hell, I don't remember. Um, This is the Veiled Moon Podcast. This is the first episode, and I hope it's one of many episodes. And I wanted to, and the Veil Moon podcast is pretty much a podcast about topics that are somewhat taboo, especially taboo in the Black community, like paranormal, occult, conspiracy, true crime. So I wanted to... I just wanted to, I wanted a podcast like this because it's like when I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram, like I'll see all these pockets of black people talking about all these conspiracy taboo things. And I'm like, man, there's not really any podcast for us to talk about this stuff from our perspective. So I want, and I love, I'm, I'll be the first to admit, I've got a tinfoil hat on and don't give a fuck. Like, I love it. I love all things conspiracy. I love all things true crime, occult, everything. Spirituality, you name it. Like, I love all those tab- taboo topics. So now I'm seeing all these Black people talking about all these things. And I'm like, damn, I've been on all that. I've been talking about that. And it's like, there's this urge, this, you know, influx of people wanting to talk about these things and I'm like we still really don't have a lot of podcasts from our perspective talking about this so those are the things I'm going to try and stick to paranormal conspiracy true crime occult slash spirituality and I'm going to try not to be all over the place like bird shit but it's very hard because as you can tell I'm very (laughs) long-winded so Yeah, I just wanted you to get a backstory of why I decided to start this podcast. And if this grows, I plan on doing stuff like having giveaways and pertaining to the topics. I'm going to have books through every show. I'm going to have books that I'm going to suggest that everybody reads. To do is I love to read. So... I hope you like it. I hope this works out. This is a pilot. We'll see what happens. I want to talk about when it comes to, oh, side note, forgot to say. The first, our first topic for the first show is going to be spiritual protection. And I mean, all things protection, but spiritual protection is just spiritual protection But then I said, you know, this is more just about spiritual protection. This is mind, body, everything has to be protected, especially in this time when everything is so uncertain, everybody's fearful. So I just wanted to discuss a few things people can do what, you know, to make things better or to, you know, give them a little push to not be so fearful. So everyone gather around the fire and we are going to get started.
after my long-winded introduction. <laughs> so the first thing I wanted to talk about when we talk about all things protection, I wanted to delve into the mental part. Well, I guess this could be mental and spiritual. And the first thing I want to discuss is prayer and meditation. Um, I believe you can use whatever spiritual practice you believe in. That can be the Bible, that can be the Quran, that could be the Torah, that could be the ancestors, mantras, just do what fits you. That's what I'll say. Do what fits you. And I feel like having the spirit and the mind in check and in alignment is so, 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 so important for anything that you do. So that's just the first thing to protect, to protect yourself. Everything had, everything has to be in alignment or everything has to be taken care of. Not, you know, not just one aspect of yourself. So some people, like for me, I grew up Christian. I grew up with the Bible. So that kind of resonates with me. But then I'm also, I also practice, without getting too personal, I practice a spirituality. Um, but I still think that the Bible holds an importance in my life as if, and it will if you know how to read it. Um Another thing I do is I pray to my ancestors. I have mantras. It, it just depends on what you like to do and what you want to do. Like I said, find what fits you. It's not one size fits all. So you have to find what fits you. Um, another important part of this is breathing. A lot of people practice dysfunctional breathing. And a lot of people do not know how to breathe. You need to... Inhale through your nose always and exhale through your mouth. And your diaphragm should be your main muscle used for breathing. And you can practice this all throughout the day. Just that's good to practice several times during the day. And you would be surprised how much your life changes when you know how to breathe correctly. Your stomach should expand and you should make sure to maintain good posture while doing this. Check, like I said, check your breathing a few times a day. Very important. Deep breathing stabilizes your blood pressure. It slows down your heart rate. And it allows the whole body to receive a full supply of oxygen. Everything needs to be oxygen, oxygenated. You don't know how important that is, especially when you're fighting off illness, especially in 2020. Definitely very important to fight illness for things that were, will remain nameless. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. But one book I will suggest, and this is one of my book suggestions for this episode, is The Science of Breath by Yogi. And I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm just going to spell it. It's R-A-M-A-C-H-A-R-A-K-A. So very good book. Um, you have to be above a fifth grade level to understand the book, a fifth grade reading level to understand the book. So I hope you are. Um, but it's very good. It teaches a lot of good breathing techniques, a lot of things that help. And it kind of goes hand in, hand in hand with meditation. So I strongly suggest the book. 
Next thing, and this kind of goes along with the mental and spiritual journaling and scripting. It can be another form of meditation. It's so broad that it could cross over into many realms of self-care um, with manifestation, stress relief, stress relief, and praying. And I'm a firm believer that the pen is very powerful. When you write from the heart, solutions to problems can be found this way. Like you would be surprised when you just let go and just let your pen do the to write. I love to write. I love journaling. It's one of the things I highly, highly, highly suggest. Like I highly suggest scripting. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's, I mean, like I said, you can write prayers down. You can write mantras down. You can write manifestations of what you want to happen, goals, dreams, ambitions. Um, you can send you, you can send a fuck you letter to somebody you can't stand. I mean, it just really is a good stress reliever. I love to write. So that is one I will put at the very top. Taking a walk in the sun. This includes grounding, walking barefoot in the soil or the grass, running if that's your preference. I hate to run. Um, I'd much rather walk, hate running with a passion. 30 minutes in the sun can actually increase creativity, positive thinking. It can improve your memory, relieve anxiety and depression. And you being in the sun, you're going to get a lot of vitamin D and that activates the hormone serotonin, which is a mood booster. And I didn't put up, you know, the receipts or anything like that, but you can Google it. Y'all got computers, you got eyes and fingers. So a lot of places that don't, places that don't get a lot of sun have more cases of depression and, you know, um, negative, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Negative attitudes. Um, just a lot of just negative energy, period. A lot of sadness, a lot of just, the sun just does a body good. That's all I can say. It really does. Um, negative thoughts, suicidal thoughts, that tends to happen in places where people do not get a lot of sun. Um, I know that from personal experience because I spent a time or two living in Montana. Nope, not going to talk about it. Not going to get into it. It was a very, very interesting learning experience. But what I will say is up there, there is a lot of time of not having sun, being hella cloudy, and being hella fucking cold. Wouldn't suggest that to anybody. No shade to anybody who lives in Montana. It is what it is. That's how I feel. So, yes, please make sure you get as much sun as you possibly can. If you can't get 30 minutes because you just don't have time, you got shit to do, five, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, just walk to your mailbox, you know, take a slow walk to your mailbox. Even that can help you get some more sun. So that's another good suggestion. Okay. Next suggestion, water. Water is definitely your friend. I cannot stress this enough. Water is so your friend. Um, personally, 
I try to at least get 80 ounces of water a day. If that's minimum 80 ounces a day, um, I would say no more than a gallon. Um, but that's just me. I can't tell you how much to drink, but I, I love drinking at least 80 ounces of water a day. Since I started doing it, it's changed my life. I'm glowing. I, I'm in a better mood. I look like I'm floating through the, I'm floating instead of walking like Prince. Like it's just, it's just changed my life for the better. Um, everyone is different. Some people say one gallon. Some people say go by your weight. There's a lot of weight apps. There's a formula, but I don't even feel like doing all that shit. So I'm just going to tell you to just look up, just Google, or even whether you have an iPhone or an Android, they have plenty of water apps where they ask you how much you weigh, how old are you, what's your height, and they'll tell you how much you need to drink. So if you can at least do that, go by their goal, you'll be good. So yeah, it just depends on who you ask. Some people are like one gallon or nothing, and some people are like, oh, I got an app. So just, just drink more water, period. I'm not going to go into alkaline versus spring versus... Um, distilled versus purified. We're not even just drink water. Even if you just got water from the tap, because honestly, there are people in this country who still don't even have clean water. So the fact that you can get clean water out of your sink, if it's possible for you to do that, take, take advantage of that. Please do. Cause it, you, you need water. Um, Water fights stress and improves mood. It helps you clear your skin. Like I said, like my skin is glowing. It's amazing. Um, it's needed for healthy hair, healthy nails. And the body is actually 60% water. So I've even heard some people say, you know, water is nasty. That doesn't make any damn sense to me because there's so many different types of water and water barely even has a flavor. So I'm just, how can water be nasty? I think those people just want an excuse to not drink water and they're more than likely ashy. So never no mind to them. Okay. Food. Put more vegetables on your plate, make your plate colorful. Um, experiment with different herbs and seasonings other than salt. Very fun. One thing I did this summer is I actually started an herb garden. I have cilantro, basil, thyme. Love it. Saved me money. I could just go to my little patio and get my little herbs. I love every moment of it. So that's something I'm doing right now is I'm trying to put more herbs than salt and things like that. So that's a very good thing to do. Um, farmers markets. I know that's a little touchy depending on where people are. You know, we're fighting the thing that will not be named. Um, so we're still kind of in different phases of shelter in place. So I know that might be a little difficult, but you know, Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, they all got little, you know, grab and go herbs that you can just, you know, repot and put in your garden. So herbs are never too far away. So I would suggest playing around with that. Um, leaner meats like fish and chicken. Definitely suggest that. I don't do a lot of red meat. I'm not going to suggest you do pork because I do not eat pork. 
And I'm going to tell you why. I really don't like to tell people why I don't eat pork, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell y'all. Um, so I seen a documentary one time with two things happened. I seen a documentary and it was talking about meat consumption and there was a tapeworm coming out of a pig's ass. So I'm like, I'm good, love. I'm not going to eat this here anymore. And then the second thing was I did this experiment and I can't remember what the temperature they said to put it on, but you literally just take a pork chop. Then you put it on 250 degrees or on a really, really hot day, you can put it out on some asphalt or the sidewalk and you just kind of heat it up. I think maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, can't really remember. And then you pour soda. I poured Sprite. You pour it on said slab of swine meat and you can actually see the tapeworms coming out. Swear to God, it, 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 it really happened. After that, that was my second and third strike. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't live my life in this way. Um, yeah, I had to leave it all alone and just tell myself, you know what? No, you're worth queen. You don't need to, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve meat with worms coming out of it. So yeah, left that alone. Limit meat consumption. Um, and to do this, I mean, I would slowly walk into this, like maybe have a meat-free Monday or try meat-free days a few times a month starting off. Don't just jump and dive into it. I was actually vegetarian for a good year. And then once I got back on the meat, oh my gosh, it's been so hard to get off. I when I wasn't eating meat, I had so much more energy. I was so much more happier. Like literally nothing could make me upset, like nothing. I was still glowing. And when I walked, it still looked like I was floating like Prince because I'm the shit. And it just, it was a good thing. So this year I'm actually challenging myself to get back to being vegetarian. I didn't quite make it to vegan, but I was on my way. And then somebody just put a lobster tail in my face. Like, how dare you? Seafood is my weakness. And I don't even want to get into, oh, see, bottom dwellers of the sea. I, I know that. Don't judge me. Because some people say that seafood is not good versus fish. Like the shrimp, the, the lobster, the crab, the... I can't even think of what else. Um, clams, like they're, they're bottom feeders and they eat all the shit of the sea. I, we ain't even going to talk about that. But I, I love seafood. I really do. But so that's what made me break off being vegetarian. But I'm going to make a commitment to go back to that because I really did like how I felt when I did that. So yeah, just try to have a meat-free Monday or a meat-free Tuesday or whatever day or a few months, I mean, a few days out of the month. Just try it out and see what happens. Um, have a limit of eating no less than four hours before bed. I try to stick to that. And I, okay, so I try to eat dinner no later than 6, 6.30. I know depending on where you work, your schedule and all that, it's a little hard. But if you can, try to limit it to no more than, no less than four hours before bed. Or if you can't do that, at least, you know, make that a lighter meal, like maybe a salad or 
something like that. And another thing you can also do is put your heavier meals earlier in the day and then put your lighter meals closer to bedtime. That's something else you can do. And keep water on by your nightstand. So many reasons why, but the main reason that pertains to food is because of the fact that you may wake up in the middle of the night and feel like, oh, I'm hungry, I need a snack. And you might just be dehydrated because sometimes thirst can disguise itself as hunger. So just try to keep a, some water by your nightstand and then by your nightstand. And then we're like, oh God, my little tummy, I'm hungry. Just reach over and grab your bottle of water and guzzle that and see how you feel. And you'll probably feel full and be straight and go back to bed. Um, man, this is a very, very important one. I actually should have had this at the beginning, but never no mind. Um, prayer. Prayer over everything. Poe. P-O-E. Prayer over everything, no matter what your spiritual practices, it's a great tool if you know how to use it. The prayer, your the the Bible, whatever your practice is, it is a tool if you know how to use it, and I mean that with my whole soul. Um, some people prefer do meditation instead of prayer, whatever works. But when you tap into within, oh, that shit hits different. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Um, so being the fact that I was raised in a Christian household, and that's what I know besides the other practice that I do, that's not going to be discussed right here or right now. Um, I put different prayers that I use or are good. I mean, I've used lots of prayers for lots of different things and I use them as the tools they were supposed to be used as, but we're not going to get too deep into that. Um, so I just have a few suggestions of what you could use. Um, defense against danger. I would use Psalm 76. Very good one. Overcoming fear and adversity, I'd use Psalms 141. Protection against enemies, I would use Psalm 64. Two other good ones that aren't Psalms, because there's actually a book called The Power of Psalms. That's a really good you know, guide and tool you could walk yourself into as far as using these prayers. But one, some that I've never seen in any book that I use, I know work, Deuteronomy 7 and 15. That is a good one. I can vouch for that personal, personally. Deuteronomy 7 and 15. Another good one, 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. Very good scriptures. I would suggest any day of the week. But just when they say prayer changes things, I know people are like, oh, that's corny. It's the truth. It really does. Prayer, meditation, all that. When you tap in within, man, levels to the shit. That's all I got to say. Okay, another thing. To kind of the little spiritual things. Um, so we're, we're going down that little, I wouldn't say conspiracy road. I would say taboo, occult road. 
So some of the herbs you can use for protection are basil, bay leaf, cedar, clove, cinnamon, cumin, dill, frankincense, and myrrh. I chose those herbs and there's so many other herbs you can use, but these herbs are herbs, good herbs of protection. And I chose these because another reason why is you can find them in anybody's kitchen cabinet. You don't have to go deep, wide, and far to Unicorn Island to find these herbs. You literally can go to your local Walmart, Aldi's, whatever you, you prefer, and get these things. You can grow these in your own garden. So I'm like, in these times, it's just, it's better to keep it simple. And sometimes less is more. You don't have to go all out the way and get something FedExed from Malaysia or, I don't know, uh, Sudan or someplace for some exotic herb. You don't have to do that. You can literally go right to your store and have these things. So these are all the herbs I suggest as starter herbs for protection. And we're about to go into how you can use these herbs. So herbal applications. There's so many ways you can use this. And like I said, this is very, very easy. And it's to what resonates with you. Some, everybody's not going to like everything. So baths. I like to take spiritual baths. I like to take them and do my prayers, my meditations. And I can honestly say that they work for me. You may want to resonate with something else. But what how I do my baths are I boil herbs on the stove and I pour them in a tub of prepared water. And I just kind of do my prayers, do my scriptures, and I stay in the bath at least 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes. And I make sure that the boiled herb mixtures touches my head. It has to touch my crown. And that's for me. It has to, it has to touch the top of my crown. So that is a good one that I like. Floor wash. You can do floor wash, you can do spray, and that's when you wash the floor, doorknobs, windows with herbal wash while saying scriptures, af affirmations, mantras, whatever you want to do. Um, smoke cleansing. Use what resonates with you. Sage, tobacco, copal, camphor. I don't do sage. I know sage is very trendy and all that, but I don't do sage. My go-to is frankincense and myrrh because that's what resonates with me and my bloodline um, for reasons we're not going to talk about right now. But that's what resonates with me. Everybody use tobacco. I know some people use cedar. It just depends on what what, what resonates with you teas. I personally, I love, I love to drink cinnamon tea. I love dandelion tea. You can do your own little herbal tea where you boil it, similar to how you did the bath. Boil your herbs in water, drink it while you, and then say your little scriptures and your prayers and your mantras. A salt mix. 
salt mixes are also good because of course salt kind of gets it kind of scares away negative energy negative entities anything that wants to harm you so you can also do a salt mix um another mix that's really good that you can add to the salt you can do a salt pepper and like uh what do you call them chili peppers crushed up chili peppers if you do cayenne pepper with your salt mix that's like taking spiritual protection to another level like not only are you going to stay away from my house but you're going to trip and fall on your face on your way to doing an about face from trying to even have the nerve to come close to my house for people who are or entities that are trying to harm you so go ahead and try it out you would just put the salt mix in the corners you can put them in the corners of your house or surrounded in the parameter of your house but yeah that's another really good one another basic very old 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 remedy of spiritual protection essential oils if you don't want to do herbs you can do these in the essential oil for um essential oil form and that is one you can and make sure that they are food safe essential oils because that on your skin but you still need to dilute it you can you know use these essential oils to create a body oil you can use these essential oils to rub on the door your doorknobs you can use them in a floor wash however you want to do it i wouldn't suggest drinking it or using it in a tea but you can also put a few drops in your bath so just make sure you dilute because essential oils are very very strong and you don't want to burn yourself um, another old school thing that I sometimes still do is ammonia floor wash. Ammonia, and please be careful and please don't mix it with bleach. Do not mix ammonia with bleach. But doing an ammonia floor wash and then, or putting it on your doorknobs, your windows, that's another good one. Another old school one as well. But do, do, do not bleach and be careful if you add anything to the ammonia i did not tell you to do this i am not liable i'm just giving you suggestions and ammonia is very cheap you can find it at any store no more than maybe two dollars three tops if that florida water is another that a lot of people use and i wasn't going to talk about florida water but the thing is 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 very common a lot of people use it and the reason why i wasn't going to talk about florida water is because not everybody has florida water available in their area i know when i lived in certain places florida water wasn't available and i know there might be a time especially in this time of uncertainty when you may not be able to order florida water so i wanted to suggest things that you could use you know just pick up locally that's that's what i really wanted to do local things candles i love candles i have candles everywhere point blank period like i love candles and one of the Things I tell people when they get into using candles 
is a good go-to basic white candle period just a basic white candle different candle colors mean different things but i'm not going to talk about that right now this is a very basic beginner starters spirit um all things protections podcast i'm not going to get into all the different colors different show for a different day but basic white candles if you have a white candle you have everything and let that mean whatever you want it to mean it's good for prayer and meditation and white can stand in for any color i mean any color all you need is a white candle starting out if you have a white candle you have everything and like i said basics 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 it gets more detailed to, than that, but you don't need details. You just need basic all things protection things that you can literally get anywhere. And you can use candles while you're in your spiritual bath. You can light candles while you do your prayers, while you journal, all types of stuff. There's so many endless possibilities of what you can do with a white candle and how you use a white candle. But again, what resonates with you? And last but not least, I just have to keep saying this. I don't know. You guys are probably going to be like, I wish this bitch would quit repeating herself. That's okay. I have a habit of doing that. Never know mine. I, I kept saying repeatedly what resonates with you and with you and with you and with you. Because everything starts with you. You have to affirm everything you want to happen. You have to tap into the God in you. These are just tools to assist. This is just icing on a cake that should already be done. You're just putting the icing on the cake. Cake should already have been heated, baked, cooked. It's setting out cooling. It's cooled off. Now you're adding the icing and the sprinkles. That's all these things are our tools. Because, and the reason why they're good tools is because they carry certain energies. They really do. And they really help. And they have been used since the test of time. You can even find people using herbs and crystals and incense and all types of things in your Bible. But not going to get into that because a lot of people don't read the Bible the way they're supposed to. But that that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about that. But these things have been used for forever. Well, you know, not the ammonia and stuff like that, but as far as using what was already in the earth, I feel like this, everything we need, God has already put on this earth for us. We, or the most high has already, how, whatever, whether you call him God, the most high, the creator, the universe, whatever your preference is, has already put everything we need on this earth. We just have to know how to use it. And that requires you to tap in. Everything always starts with self. If you're not good with self, none of this means anything. It doesn't mean shit. All about the tap in, period. All starts with you. You have to be your own cheerleader. You have to be your own hero. You have to want to save yourself. You have to want to protect yourself. There can be no doubt in self, period. You have to fuck with you before anybody else will. Try the tools 
that resonate with you. I'm going to say this one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> you have to fuck with you before anybody else will. Try the tools that resonate with you. And I've named tools that I thought were easy, but you may find some other tools that may be better. And like I said earlier, Google is your friend. Books are your friend. Um, any type of bookstore can be your friend. And you can do all the research in the world you want. And you may find something better. So that is what I have to say about that. <laughs> so please take this. Please use this. Please try and... oh. In the book I suggested earlier, the, the Science of Breath, really good book. Please, 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 if you get a chance, read that book. I think on Kindle, it's only 99 cents. Very, very powerful book. Very, very important because you would be surprised how important breathing properly. So please do that. Um, so this has been the first episode of The Veiled Moon. I hope I didn't make you fall asleep. I hope I didn't bore you. Um, I hope to have many more episodes. And, oh, and another thing I wanted to say. More episodes, which I think we will. I'm also going to have some co-hosts. And they are going to help me with and they're going to help me like every other episode i'm probably going to do this podcast every other week because i really don't have time to do it every week so we'll see how that goes and if i can do it two consecutive weeks in a row then next week i will be introducing one of my co-hosts so sometimes i'll be by myself you bring your libations. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I am your host, Bobby. This is the Veiled Moon. I'm about to extinguish this fire. You don't have to go home, but you have to get the hell out of here. And good night. <laughs>